You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello, I'm Janice Bennett, and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. Today, we're here with Dr. Luis Avila, who is the Director of Hispanic Ministries for the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. Welcome, Dr. Avila. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you here. Now, today I just want to talk a little bit about yourself, about your history, your life and ministry, and um, just let let the people hear your heart for Hispanic ministries and what our Hispanic churches are doing in the United States. So could you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself? I know that you were born in Costa Rica, but um, you've also served as a missionary in in Guatemala. Uh, Yes, ma'am. Thank you, and it's a real privilege to share this uh, story of myself, of uh, what the Lord has done in my life. I was born in San Jose, Costa Rica, and uh, met the Lord. He came to my heart in um, December uh, 1978, and he was in a Pentecostal Holiness Church uh, right in uh, San Jose, Costa Rica. Um, the Lord did something great because he uh, like two, three months later, mm-hmm. he called me to ministry mm-hmm. after my conversion. Then the same year, I went to the Bible school in Costa Rica. Uh, and at the end of that year, I started doing ministry and working and also planting the first church uh, with my uh, pastor in the church where I was a member. So um, I I pastored that church for six and a half years and then went to another one. And then also um, started serving in different positions with the organization in Costa Rica. And then um, the Lord called me to the um, to the mission field in 1984. So by His grace, I was uh, start going to uh, a few countries, to do ministry, mm-hmm. but in 1991, uh, it was really in 1990 when the Lord spoke to us about going to Guatemala. So we used a year to promote missions among all the churches in Costa Rica, and in 1991, we went to Guatemala with my wife and my three kids to uh, establish the Pentecostal Holiness Church in that beautiful country. So we spent seven years, almost seven years over there. And uh, by the grace of God, we planted 11 churches. Wow, And organized years. legally and, you know, everything uh, for the organizations to operate as a, as a ministry in that country. Um, after being in Guatemala, uh, God started talking to my heart about coming to U.S., um, I um, I never had that in my mind, really, uh, until uh, I think it was probably in 1995, 1996 that I started feeling that in my heart. So I remember by uh, praying and thinking and talking to my wife about it and to my uh, uh, three children. So I received a call from David Wood, Greenville, North Carolina. Okay. And he says this, the Lord spoke to me that I have to reach out the Hispanic community in my city, and you are the one that I need here. 
So that really, uh, you know, when united to what I was feeling in my heart, and it was in 1997 when we um, went to Greenville, North Carolina, and started the first Hispanic church under the uh, first Pentecostal Holiness Church in, in that city. So you really came to the United States with the purpose and the idea of helping the IPHC to reach out to the Hispanic community here yes. in North Carolina. Yes, that was really the, the purpose. Uh, that's the reason why we went straight to the city and it was like two, three months later we start with the first Hispanic church in Greenville, North Carolina. Okay. So that was the first Hispanic church they had there in that city uh, for the IPHC. That's correct. And uh, the Lord gave us uh, grace and favor because out of that church, that church became a mother church. So we planted another five churches uh, in cities around the Greenville, North Carolina. And uh, I really praise the Lord for that. And, and also the Lord started giving, giving us uh, ministries, you know, pastors that we were sending to different locations, and especially to those places where we were planting new churches. And um, we spent like six and a half years in Greenville, North Carolina. Okay. And then the Lord spoke to us. And then it came, it happened that uh, uh, this position to lead the Hispanic ministry in North Carolina conference. Mm -hmm. So they asked me to do that. So we went down to Falcon to start working with the Hispanic ministry on organization level uh, in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, the Lord gave us grace to start churches uh, around North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, mm -hmm. the western part of North Carolina, Virginia, and I remember Kentucky also. Kentucky. So, yeah, I spent nine years uh, doing that ministry, leading the Hispanic ministry with the North Carolina Conference. Okay. So during those nine years, do you know about how many churches were planted during that time? Um, something happened, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is, it really was God. Uh, I cannot uh, uh, understand this in another way. So we were planting like 10 churches per year in North Carolina wow. Conference, Hispanic churches. That's incredible. Um, and that includes, of course, you know, those other states that I mentioned before. But they were giving us uh, between 10 and 12 churches every year. So we planted like uh, 70 uh, churches uh, in wow, that the time. Of course, you know, with teams and people and leaders and mm -hmm. all came together to do that work. And it was great. Okay. Now, to plant that many churches in that period of time, you have to have some good leadership. So what during that time, what were you doing to help to raise up leaders that could be able to pastor and to lead these churches? Uh, there were two or three uh, different um, sources that we were using. Mm -hmm. Number one, we have a uh, what we call the uh, school of ministry mm -hmm. in that time. So we were training people like every three months mm -hmm. in different areas so and number two we were training the pastors to raise up leaders within their churches okay. and also we um, helped them to see 
uh, opportunities and possibilities around them or in other cities, even uh, far away where they were doing ministry. And um, so we were using uh, most of those uh, leaders to go and plant those churches or uh, helping us to, to start those, those, those churches. Definitely what, what I think it was um, key in that moment was that school of ministry where we brought up a bunch of people, pastors, leaders, church members, and we have all these intense trainings. It was like two, three days wow. trainings and different topics, and that helped us a lot. Okay. Now, are most of these churches Spanish-speaking, or are they bilingual? Uh, Spanish-speaking, uh, mostly. Okay. Um, I think um, 15, 17 years later, is when I start watching and, and seeing uh, more and more these churches doing a bilingual ministry because of the second and third generation okay. of uh, Hispanics in the country, that they were not uh, speaking Spanish mm -hmm. except for a few words. And that's the case today also. You know, um, uh, the expert says that 62% of the Hispanic population, they are speaking English uh, people uh, more than, than Spanish. So you're finding the second and third generation speak more English than they do Spanish. Right, right. Okay. So we have to do something. So that's when we start like um, giving uh, the Sunday school classes in English for okay. those, having bilingual services, you know, singing in English and in Spanish and mm -hmm. Uh, translating the uh, the uh, the you know the sermons or the preaching time right. to those that were in still in the congregations that they don't mm -hmm. speak Spanish. Wow, it's incredible how God's moving among the Spanish-speaking population here in the United States and and around the world. Now, you eventually then came out to Oklahoma City, where you are now the national director for Hispanic Ministries. Yeah. Um, which is a really a, a, a great privilege uh, for me. Five years ago, I was in uh, North Carolina, so I started having these feelings again in my heart about a new direction, and that's when the invitation uh, came in mm -hmm. to come over to Oklahoma City and lead the Hispanic ministry across the nation. Um, you may know that there is about today 55 million Hispanic people living in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, is a mission field right there, uh, right in, in, like somebody says, in, in our backyard. There is uh, uh, something great is happening among the Hispanic community. Uh, the, I know there is a few things that are contributing to then to be open, but there's new churches everywhere, mm -hmm. every week mm -hmm. in United States. What uh, What do you think? What are some of the reasons that you think the Hispanic community is so open? I mean, we, with English-speaking churches, you know, we hear of churches closing and decline, attendance declining, but we just hear of such a great revival and and powerful things happening in this. Hispanic churches. Why do you think that is? I would say that there was uh, two or three things. Number one, 
most of the people uh, is coming to this country with some sort of religious background uh, from their uh, uh, home countries, mm -hmm. which uh, you know place the people in a position where they are more open uh, for a new experience mm -hmm. with with God. The second thing is by being in a in a country that is not your country, mm -hmm. uh, facing the challenge in in with the new language. Uh, and many other challenges really solve the heart and the mind of the people to seek God as my hope, my way, my, uh, my help. Mm -hmm. So when we go with the um, measures of the gospel to them, mm -hmm. uh, most of them are open, uh, wide open, and they're receiving the gospel. And the third thing is, um, I see this, and in, in I'm not saying that nobody else is doing it, but I see this fervor in the hearts of the people uh, because of our culture background and some other things. You know, we can, uh, we can do things, for instance, uh, spend the entire night praying in our church, yeah. in, the, in the churches. Uh, or fasting uh, one or two days, or spending quite a few, quite a good number of hours, mm -hmm. uh, or going out to evangelize. Uh, it, it's the people giving themselves mm -hmm. uh, to the work and to the ministry without uh, hesitation. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's coming from, from that thirst and, mm -hmm. and hunger, you know, to see God. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I agree. I think they, there's a definite hunger and thirst for God there. And then when you're placed in a situation where you have to be totally and fully reliant on God for everything, right? Um, it's just a unique place to be in, and it's a powerful place to be in because you just see God move in miraculous ways, even for simple things such as provision for your family or you know the simple things in life too. Um, Absolutely. But when you're in a place of total reliance and dependency on God. I know a lot of times we can get caught up in being self-reliant on our, ourselves to have a job, to make to make money, and to provide for our family. But when right. you're in that situation where you just have to be totally reliant on Him, it, it stretches mm -hmm. your faith. Yes, and, and of course something else that we cannot deny and we really have to recognize and praise the Lord for that is the, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. you know, among the people. So, but, but, uh, but I think that the Hispanic community in U.S. is, uh, is, is really uh, more open to these spiritual mm -hmm. uh, experiences. And of course, there's also bad things, mm -hmm. you know, going into and trying to catch their attention. But when we're talking about the, the preaching of the gospel, and reaching out mm -hmm. and bringing into the churches, in this sense of uh, family unity and the sense of uh, uh, support and and, uh, and and friendship that helps a lot mm -hmm. for people to come to the church and stay there, mm -hmm. rather than uh, not being in any other place like like the church mm -hmm. in in U.S. I believe. 
those things really um, are important in, in, in working among the Hispanic community mm -hmm. on what's going on okay. almost everywhere. Whatever I go into this, uh, into this country, I see churches, many, many Praise Hispanic churches Praise every city, everywhere. Praise the Lord. I know there are some places that is, uh, is difficult, but, but still uh, I see this, uh, uh, the work of the Lord mm -hmm. uh, producing uh, many fruits and people coming to Amen. him. Amen. And I rejoice with you. I rejoice in what I see God doing within the Hispanic community here in the United States. But I'm also praying that that will spill over and spill over throughout our nation and throughout our country and throughout the world. Um, you have, and we have Hispanic brothers and sisters all over the world. And I just, I just agree with you and believe that that fervor and that hunger that they have and that diligence to seek the Holy Spirit and to seek for more of the Christ and more of the Lord will just spill over into all of us. And um, I just thank you. I thank you for what Amen. you're doing with the Hispanic community. I have a special place in my heart of Spanish speakers in my family. And um, I just I just love what I see God doing in the Hispanic community and here in the IPHC. And thank you for your leadership. And thank you for your work and your service as a missionary as well. And well, you know, you we definitely have a passion to take the message of the gospel right. to the lost. You know, what we have to do is just to align with what is God doing mm -hmm. and I will I will I will take the uh, opportunity just to share also that you know Arise 2033 is the vision that is driven us and taking us to uh, further way and I praise the Lord for that out of that vision uh, the Lord spoke to my heart to contribute to that vision in planting 400 new Hispanic churches wow. across the nation. Then also revitalize the 60% of the Hispanic churches by uh, 2033, and then raise up a uh, the new generation of leaders, establish a leadership pipeline to produce these men and women that will uh, take the baton and, and will become the new pastors and ministers and leaders uh, for that vision to be accomplished. So I'm excited about it. Uh, we're working on it. We're aligning everything into that vision and asking God and waiting for great results in the Amen. days and years to come. Amen. Well, we're going to believe with you that it will, that it will come to pass and that it will be. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Dr. Avila, for sharing with us today. And we just pray that God will continue to bless you and to bless the work that you are doing and to bless our Spanish-speaking churches throughout the United States. Well, thank you for having me and, uh, and, and thank you for, uh, I wouldn't say the Pentecostal Holiness Church in the U.S. I really thank God for them and open their hearts, not only their hearts, the buildings and their resources Amen. to reach out into the Hispanic community in that I'm really, really grateful for. It takes a partnership and everyone working together. Amen. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. If you enjoyed this podcast today, please take the time to leave us a review and share with your friends. Thanks again for joining us.